Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Made it into the Christmas season. Yeah, and our podcast might be a couple minutes shorter than usual because we are professionals and before recording this podcast, we watched The Christmas Martian. Yeah, which was luckily 65 minutes long. Because then we have a deadline because we have a rental coming in, but we're like, we could do this. Yeah, it's like a tight rental, like the timing, you know, 2 o'clock, you know, it's usually like there's a movie that would be like 3, 3.30, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it got, it got a little tight. Even with a 65-minute movie, the buses and everything was conspiring against us. It's the Mayfair's fault for being so successful and having a ton of rentals lately. Yes, although I predict that The Christmas Martian probably won't have a second or third week but i mean you no know, maybe it's like maybe it's doing <laughs> awesome i don't you know i don't want to mock this movie well i mean most of the people who made it are probably dead anyways but i mean it's a movie for kids so how do you judge these things but i'm like man this is like this weird ephemera but that looks so good <laughs> it felt padded out <laughs> yeah. at 65 minutes they were just being silly with a martian like that's like the whole movie <laughs> It could have been a 25-minute Christmas special, <laughs> yeah. like a half hour. It probably should have been. But it looked great. Yeah. It is. It's these... They're doing the cinema geek lord's work of yeah. finding these movies that would just be gone. Yeah. But it's fun that they're restoring them. And if you've seen the Blu-ray, it's all out. Like, it's this beautiful package mm -hmm. with a new painted poster and a 1973 small town French Canadian movie that the director never did anything else again. Yeah, I can tell why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sure whoever that is is fine. The flying scenes were good. There was a couple of flying scenes where I was actually like, I don't know how they're doing this. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and it, usually when something's like, it's, I don't know if it's a 4K transfer or whatever, but like usually when something looks that good, you could spot strings yeah. or a, a mic or a boom mic or something. That perplexed me. Yeah. No, it, I, I don't know. And it's so hard to judge these things because it's like, first of all, it's a it's a kid's movie and it's a French kid's movie. Yeah. I mean, it's dubbed, although they didn't change the title. So you get the French title and then English dub, you know, but like, no, it's, it's, it's hard to judge something like that because for a silly French kid's movie, I guess it was great. I don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah. Imagine watching that instead of charlie brown or some <laughs> other beloved christmas classic because it was the only thing on tv at the time when you had two channels yeah like i mean it'd be nice to hear from french people of a certain age and yeah like if they watched this if this was like a, was this a staple or is this like a one and done in 1973 like yeah because it was theatrical so i don't know was it theatrical and then that's it yeah. or did some channels pick it up to play it every christmas I, I don't know. And it's awkward, too, because it's, I mean, you could cut it down because you'd want to put commercials in. So if yeah. you try to fit it in a one-hour block, but it's already five minutes long, and then commercials, like, I mean, and a two-hour block would just be, like, all commercials mostly, so. Yeah, 90 minutes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be ideal, but then again, you know, it's not, it's so hard. I mean, there's so many great parts, it's hard to know where to put the ads. <laughs> you know, you don't want to miss a great bit. That, uh, Imagine all the merchandising. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no, it was, and, and plus, like, I kind of have a thing uh, about, like, faces or like i don't know when they're trying when they're like silly alien faces or whatever i don't even know how to describe it but there's certain like makeups or whatever that just looks like kind of wrong or weird and like i have a face paint thing sometimes too when it's like you know the, like this is getting in depth or whatever <laughs> but like sometimes i don't know maybe it's like mostly around the mouth and like a, a friend of mine 
was like over at uh, at a Christmas party one time and he had face paint on and then he was just getting like face paint all over glasses and stuff and it just I don't know something about <laughs> that kind of grosses me out a little bit even though I know it's like silly fun and we're we're all trying to have a good time and I'm the weirdo. So I will tell a story now that is hilarious but will make you furious as well. Oh no. So recently we had a screening of The Warriors. It did very well. And one night I was going about my end of night business and somebody came out to complain to the candy bar kids that somebody was inside just being annoying and talking a lot <laughs> and that kind of thing. Sorry. So before they got a chance to tell me about that, another person came out. I was in the midst of putting the ladder up outside to change the marquee. And they complained as well. So two people, as I was going in to investigate, bumped into a third person coming out. (laughs) And I was like, where are these people? And they said, we'll sit down and you'll see where they are. And as I was heading in, I think somebody recognized me as the person who sold them tickets. And two people pointed at (laughs) the culprits. Everyone was like ganging up on this person. Pretty much. So it's like five people. So I go over and just... Do the normal thing. And I think I was pretty nice and diplomatic of, hi, just, you know, please don't talk during the movie. And somebody also said you had your phone out. So please don't do that. If that weren't enough. As well. And they denied everything. (laughs) I will say. All five of those people (laughs) made up this story separately. They're out to get me. Yeah. I will say, Your Honor, I smelled alcohol on them. There it is. So they were also a little tipsy. And they just seemed... Like I told them I was canceling Christmas, you know, yeah. like they were so shocked to be asked to stop talking and they didn't even <laughs> deny it. Really. They were just kind of perplexed. What, what, why would we, you know, left it at that. And they seemed to be quiet. I think because people behind them also, after I left, told them to be quiet. So didn't see them afterwards. I was waiting for some other complaint afterwards. Yeah. But at the end of the night, again, funny people were saying thanks for trying to get them to be quiet and i was like sorry about that like usually our patrons are pretty great and don't do that kind of thing so i never pay attention to this stuff but i happened to see on whatever it is like google reviews or something like that Mm -hmm. we got a one-star review (laughs) and so who could that be (laughs) who could that be so it was someone coincidentally that same night saying that they were very angry about being told to stop talking during the movie because why aren't they allowed to talk during the movie and compared us to the Third Reich. Nice. Which is a good way to go when you get a simple request to stop talking during the movie. And I replied, just I couldn't resist myself. There it is. A very neutral of like, (laughs) well, you know, yes, we don't allow talking during the movie and we'd rather you just stayed home if you have to talk and take pictures of the screen or and that kind of thing. be on your phone or be a dick. Like. Yeah. And, and that was that. I was waiting for a reply, so they did not reply. But I just think it's funny because you scroll through and it's dozens and dozens of five-star reviews and a couple of four-star reviews, which I laugh at because I'm like a four-star review feels like a one-star review. But a bunch of fives and fours and this one solo one-star review. So if they looked at that, it would be like, uh, maybe you're in the wrong. Did you point out that five plus people were complaining about this? Oh, yeah. Well, I said, I said, yeah. And people came up and commented after thanking the staff 
which was me, yeah. for <laughs> you just telling like, them to be quiet. I've heard this guy, Josh, is <laughs> yeah. a great guy. You know, he's a really cool dude. You know? I just don't know what goes through someone's head, whatever the business. Imagine you're a bakery or a restaurant or a bookstore, and you find the time to be angry and put on a one-star review. And if you happen to notice that all the other reviews are positive, it's like, yeah, maybe you were in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, also the fact that you're like, this movie theater didn't want me talking during yeah. the movie. Like, what jerks? You're like, well, that oh, was, yeah, sure. That was the perplexing thing all along, is there was never really a denial of that, yeah. you know? So, and and just that very shocked that they're not allowed to take a picture or video of the screen. Oh, you mean like how I had to rat the guy filming during cartoons? Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Like, it was just blatantly obvious too. Like, I was like, he's right in front. And I was like, he's filming. And and, and I, I don't know. At first I was like, okay, well maybe he's just taking like a few seconds clip to be like, this is what it was like having a packed house. At the, I mean, it's weird. I don't know why that would help you and you'd want to rewatch that later. But even still, I was like, okay, maybe there's some explanation for why this isn't weird. And then eventually, and I'll, plus I was like, I'm a civilian in this thing yeah. trying to watch cartoons. Like, what do I do here? And then I was like, nah, nah, we can't be doing this. And then so I had to go tell you who were mid-conversation with some guy. And then I was like, I can't wait for this conversation. I was just like, this guy's filming. <laughs> so like, you had to run Pushed up. my friend ahead of the yeah, way. I did apologize to that guy, whoever he was, you know. But I was just like, ah, you know, I'm trying to watch cartoons and also stop this guy. And so, yeah. And then after you, you talked to him and then he seemed to stop. But then I couldn't see his hands. So I was like, wait, does he just have his phone like lower? so it doesn't look like he's filming and then at that point it's just gonna look even trashier than it was and so eventually he left and i guess it was fine but so weird i just couldn't decide like what i mean or maybe like i don't know if there was a really funny ad and you wanted a mental note to look it up on youtube later and you were taking a few seconds it's kind of weird but still like beyond that what are you doing are you gonna film for half an hour of a cartoon like what what is this i find often it's done with the best of intentions and people just not realizing that having their phone out is likely annoying to people around them <laughs> and although it is admittedly a slim chance you take that picture and put it on your social media and then whoever say warner brothers or sony or mgm or whoever sees that and they think, oh, Mayfair just allows people to have their phones out taking videos all the time. Yeah. So that's not cool. It's almost like when you go to a live show, like they say often before the play starts, please put away your phones. And it's that. They just don't want that distraction of people recording. Just enjoy the moment. So I think sometimes it's done with the best of intentions. And 99% of people, when they're asked to stop recording the screen get embarrassed and realize what they've done and stop but there's that one percent that don't understand and get angry at you yeah and it just it's worse when it's so blatant because it was just like it was like head level holding phone up <laughs> filming screen like it wasn't even subtle or anything or like there's ways to do it and again like don't do it but like if I don't know. Or, I mean, maybe there was a clip of a song you liked. There's lots yeah, of reasons yeah. why potentially maybe this would have made sense. But also, if there wasn't, you know, please don't film signs in the lobby, which there are, you know, it, yeah. it should be obvious to you that you shouldn't be doing it. And also don't like, because, yeah, I mean, it just, it kind of looks like it's cool to do if there's just a, because it wasn't even a guy in a seat. You know, they were at like the main level That's there. so funny. Holding it up, like <laughs> at the screen. Like I was like, I can't even enjoy the cartoons because I'm looking at this guy's phone looking at cartoons. So like... Come on. There was once the opposite where a very nice family came in and spotted our don't record the screen signs, which is just a little cell phone and a camera with a Ghostbusters don't do it through it. <laughs> and 
they asked and they're like oh are we not allowed to take pictures in there i was like oh well you could take pictures of your kids eating their birthday cake or whatever we just have that up to say please don't record the screen yeah and that's why it's there but uh yeah so funny besides for that saturday morning cartoons was awesome yeah was another great. sellout lots of happy people lots of nice reviews some leftover cereal that I got to bring home. Oh, jeez, I still have half a box of Fruit Loops in my my. I was gonna Your say fridge. fridge. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not in the fridge. So I would telegraph that pretty easily. No, it's in the cupboard. Um, and although when I brought that home and I, I was like, "Hey, I don't know why I grabbed this," I, I said no, and Josh pressured me, and so I took <laughs> Fruit Loops. But she was like, "Oh, yeah, Fruit Loops. That was the first box that I bought. Like when I moved out on my own, my wife says." And so I'm like, "Okay, that's how I knew that she was the one, obviously." But. But anyway, so I, I'm not sure if that led to her having any, but I will say, like, if she was ever to have sugar cereal, probably it would be this Fruit Loops. So that worked out for us, I think. You should get her a big box of Fruit Loops for one of the nights of Hanukkah. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't, it's a full box. I think yeah. you're starting to get there. <laughs> or a little one. Like, a little, uh, one of those little camping boxes. I mean, we don't need that now because we have that half box oh, that yeah. I stole from you. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Some of the other ones were a bit... Uh, like Timbit cereal and stuff like that. I'm just like, oof. I waited a good hour and a half before going for cereal this time because it was a madhouse. It's nuts. It's funny because we had one of our newer employees, our newest employee, <laughs> I, I guess. actually didn't meet. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, almost, I, could, I, could, I was like, I don't think I met this person, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to act like I have and then just leave. That's a running gag is every, it doesn't happen very often, but every six months or so when we get a new employee, God, more than that sometimes, once every couple of years, yeah. is for someone, whether it be Gwen or my partner Ian or yourself, just walk behind the candy bar and grab some popcorn and say hi and walk away. And then we can go, oh, that tall guy with glasses? No, <laughs> he's a weirdo. He just tries to steal candy sometimes. Oh, don't make eye contact with him. Yeah. No, <laughs> I never do it if there's like a lineup, you know, like I'm not I'm not that kind of guy, you know, not saying that other people, all right, all the rest of you do it. <laughs> I do it all the time. But it, but me personally, I'm like, if there's like one or two people, it's fine. But like, I feel like, I just feel like I'm taking popcorn out of other people's mouths, you know, like, yeah, or I'm in yeah. the way because it's been, man, I served my own corn the other day, but I was like, it's been a while, you know, it was, yeah. I was clunky as hell. So I pulled it off though. Yeah, but yeah, so Cartoons was awesome, mm -hmm. and there'll be another one sooner or later. I will say that rumor has it that some other cinemas are starting to do Saturday morning cartoons, which is funny, which is like, I guess copying is... What, how does that go? Copying yeah, is yeah. the greatest form of flattery? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, but, but it's not the same, you know? Like, here no. you get... I, I mean, they don't... We don't want to give away all the secrets, but, you know, you don't get a big fireplace on the screen at those other places. Yeah, and I think the other one that we heard rumor about is going to be... 90 minutes and no trailers and no commercials and no cereal. Yeah, no. So, not yeah. the same. And, not and, as cool. I mean, obviously, we're not counting like, you know, our friends in Toronto, uh, like the review, I think it is. I can't remember. Yeah, but, who do the same program. Yeah, yeah. So, um, totally cool. They, like, we're yeah. fine with that. They play some like awesome stuff. Like, that's a very, I feel like I'd be there all the time if I lived in Toronto, but I'm glad I don't. So, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you just do all the cool stuff here. Exactly. So, let us jump in and chat about the movies. That we're screening the week of Friday, December 8th. First up, we have a new film that I know little about, except for that it won at Cannes, the jury prize, and has a lot of great reviews. It's called Fallen Leaves, mm. and it's about two lonely souls in search of love who meet up by chance in a karaoke bar. However, their path to happiness is beset by obstacles from lost phone numbers to mistaken addresses, <laughs> alcoholism, uh, what? and a charming stray dog. So I think it's like uh, a it's a Finnish 
comedy misadventure of two people trying to meet up but don't uh, okay so it's like yeah one of those one of those types you know it's all oh, I, I, the, the last number is smudged i can't make it yeah, out yeah yeah Okay, all but right. it won the jury prize at Cannes and was a Palm d'Or nominee. Was it up for the Palm Dog, or is that uh, what it's called? No mention of the Palm Dog. Is so. that what they called it? Because yeah. this is a real award, by the way. This isn't just me being silly like every other time. No, this would have been, I think, the same year that Anatomy of a Fall won the Palm Dog. Okay, so, so they don't want to bring it up because yeah. it's like a soft spot. There. That's true. Though I wonder if they were nominated for the Palm Dog. Because we were saying, or at least I know I was saying at the time that I was like, are there enough dog-related films to be up a every year? year? Yeah, like five or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm curious. I, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm curious <laughs> as to whether Fallen Leaves was up for the Palm Dog, and all of that sentence is valid. Will respect you less, Fallen Leaves. Yeah. If you did not get that nomination. No, and, and so this is a comedy you were you're implying. Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be very good, very funny. It's a tight eighty eight minutes, oh, which I like. I like that. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be really great. One of our employees here saw it already and said they enjoyed it very, very much. Amazing. I think there was that movie eighty eight minutes too with Johnny Depp, and it was in real time. Oh yeah. It just apropos of nothing, just hearing the <laughs> eighty eight minutes. This is how I remember stuff. Eight seconds, unfortunately, was not eight seconds long. So sorry, no. <laughs> sorry, Luke Perry. <laughs> Moving on. Opposite of an 88-minute film, we have Marty Scorsese's oh, latest oh. epic, Killers of the Flower Moon. Man, I was so excited. I couldn't even wait for you to get that whole thing out to, before guessing what it was. Man, this is big. I, I think we were all, well, I, I mean, I'm biased when I say this, but I think we were all waiting to watch it here. Yes, <laughs> and I think it'll do well because I think a number of our customers have done the same. And it's one of those bad news for Scorsese, good news for us is I don't think it was a flop, but it was not a giant hit. And that means we get it faster. Yeah. Back in the day, there is no way we would have gotten a Scorsese movie in December after it was released, I think, in November or the end of October. Yeah. There's no way we would get a movie that fast. No, and it helps that it's five hours long. Uh, but yeah. It's not actually five hours long, but, but you know, almost three and a half, I think. Yeah. What I want to know is I wonder if there was anybody who said, hey, can we kill Bill this and just chop it up <laughs> oh, into two-hour, 45-minute movies? Yeah, we could do, like, Killers of and then The Flower Moon, the second one. Is that, yeah. I think that's the title. Anyway. I wonder if anybody thought of that. But length aside, of course, just great reviews as often Mr. Scorsese gets. And apparently out. the pacing is great. Like, does not feel like three and a half hours, I've been told. I've heard that a couple times on some movie geek podcast i listened to where they were like halfway through you do not get restless like yeah. everything is there for a reason despite its heavy content it's kind of very enthralling and entertaining mm -hmm. and very watchable and yeah so i'm gonna see it here i'm gonna come see it here it's funny because i might actually double bill it just because of my oh, schedule Lord. with another movie that's gonna so that will be five hours at oh that my god i might on monday come see it and then stick around for our christmas movie at like seven o'clock okay so it'll be it'll be like a five hour thing but i'm like ah, it'll be fine and then right to bed for you because that, <laughs> yeah, that'll be like much. 10 p.m that's crazy so then next on the agenda uh, as i just mentioned we have a classic christmas film coming up that i have never seen called the bishop's wife Okay, I you know that title. It's uh, 1946. A debonair angel comes to Earth to help a bishop and his wife in their quest to raise money for the new church. Okay. Academy Awards Best Picture, Director, Score, Film Editing nominee, and Best Sound Award winner. Okay, all right. And just one of those classics that I know about but I've never seen. Yeah. So much fun to see this kind of stuff up on screen here. I, I really think it just feels like 
a nice holiday season time travel to get to see it on the big screen in its nice digital restoration. Yeah, this could be our new diehard, maybe. Maybe. Every year it's Bishop's Wife. People are like, oh, this is, this is why it's not a Christmas movie in my opinion. They're like, no, no, this one actually is though. It's funny that you mentioned that. Somebody just sent me just a little email saying, okay. hi, are you guys going to be screening Die Hard this year? I, I also got a text from my friend and I was like, don't get your hopes up. No. But if the answer is no, blame Disney, not us. Yeah, and... I don't expect people to know the behind the scenes of this, despite it being so much in the news the past few years. But yeah. the long and short of it is that when Disney bought Fox, much of their archive went into the Disney vault. And the same reason that we can't screen Fantasia or Jungle Book or Alien, or Alien yeah. now or Muppet Christmas Carol... We managed to do it a couple of years ago, but it was a weird thing where they just let it out, I think, for an anniversary. Oh, because they added that extra song, so it was like a different version or something. Yeah, and like a couple of years back, they let us and other indie cinemas screen Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. But it's few and far in between that they let something out of the vault. So, Die Hard's in the vault. So, I can't remember the last time we screened it, but it might have been three years yeah, ago. It's at, been at, at least, least a, three, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, that's why. That's why there's no Die Hard, is sadly because... Uh, Disney won't let us screen it. Yeah, and that's basically what I told my friend. I was like, you know, and, but he was like, well, what about Rocky Horror? And I was like, that I think was just like, they would have had people chaining themselves to trees or whatever, you know, about that. Like, it's just that movie. Well, and as you said, like, it's never left distribution or it's never left, you know, theatrical screenings or yeah. whatever it was, you know, so it's not quite... Like, Die Hard, yes, there are, always have been yearly screenings around the world, I mean, to my knowledge. But Rocky Horror, it's like, that exists almost only on theatrical screenings. So it's, it is kind of a different beast, even though it is sort of the same thing. Yeah, I can't imagine any Mayfair-type cinema is screening Die Hard in May or September. <laughs> Maybe they should, though. Maybe that'd be the trick. Yeah, then you're like, I told you it wasn't a Christmas movie. He's like, no, no, we're not getting into this again. I miss it because that really was a fun screening every year. Every year? Always oh, packed. So good. Yeah, and we had the cookies that one year with the oh, fun yeah. expressions on them. Oh, so good. Try not to think about it. <laughs> so then, Rhymes with Santa, we have a documentary called Satan Wants You. Wait, that doesn't rhyme. Santa, Satan, Satan. So, how's Santa. that a rhyme? Did I don't you, know. You never finished school, did you? <laughs> He's doing his best. He never finished grade kindergarten. Come on. I was on. trying to segue from a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, it's more of an anagram for Santa. I mean, yeah. that would have... But then that's too much. We're too eggy at this point. We can't... <laughs> so not Santa. It's Satan wants you. Yeah, your second favorite uh, person with those letters in the name. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see this documentary. Yeah. I love this topic because I was very little, but I lived through this. Kind of some of my older cousins probably lived through this more. But it's about satanic panic of the early 1980s. And this one specifically is about a memoir from a psychiatrist and his patient that was revealed, spoiler, to be complete fraud. But it caused this pop culture and media just witch hunt. Yeah. And whether it be Dungeons & Dragons or Kiss or Ghost Rider or whoever, everything got this fear-mongering towards it. And... Folks like this were doing it purely to sell books. There was not even a hint of any kind of true satanic ill will yeah. in this person's life. And this is a documentary about that. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's still around to this day to some degree, you know. I mean, it, it, it always seems to come up every so often whenever this, you know, when Marilyn Manson in the early 2000s and just like, yeah. God, like just pretty much anything that's just like, I think of the children, you know. You're yeah. just like, okay, <laughs> come on. Like, this is just a little much. And it won... 
Best Canadian Film Audience Award winner at Fantasia, which means it is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's had a lot of strong buzz for, for months now. And then we're squeezing in. This was Lee's bright idea. Uh -oh. Kind of to counter the three and a half hour Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, no. It's Christmas Martian again, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of screenings of Freaks because... Oh, gee. Like 1932? Yes. Oh, boy. Because if you start a screening of Freaks at 10 o'clock, <laughs> it still ends at 10 past 11. Okay. So it's kind of like going to see a normal length 9 or 9.15 movie. So that's our master plan. We'll see if anyone shows up to these. Yeah. But we're doing a couple of 10 p.m. late show screenings of Freaks. Freaks is, of course, a early cinema... God, I don't know, not a horror film. No, well, that's the thing. It was marketed as a horror film. Yeah. But it's actually more... like It's very sympathetic to the quote-unquote freaks in yes. the movie. And Johnny Eck, the, the half-man, does a the big job with his role there. He does such a good job. And... Uh, and yeah, and I mean it's and it I mean it's an absolute classic. I mean it, it's still freaky to this day, you know, yeah. but definitely not a horror movie. I mean very it's very obvious watching it that the humans are the horror, you know, and that it's like, "Oh, who's the real monster here?" kind of thing. But but yeah, no, it's it's uh it's fantastic. Well, and that's one of those ones where you just you imagine seeing that movie almost 100 years ago yeah. compared to now, and it's still freaky, mm -hmm. no pun intended. Oh boy. And back then it just must have been just mind-blowing yeah and then it led to freaked you know which yeah, you know with yeah. your friend alex winter That's you know right. another classic and this movie was added to the national film registry national film preservation board back in the 90s five stars from Time Out and the guardian and bbc so lots of rave reviews for it all these decades and decades later absolutely and then finally this week we are screening our 165th presentation of The Room. Oh, man. It'll be our last regular one before January when we bring in special guest Greg Sestero, who will be here January 5th, 6th, and 7th with uh, presentations of The Room and his new film, Miracle Valley, and Big Shark. So oh, yeah. it'll be a one, two, three punch that weekend. Yeah, can't wait for the January 5th, I think it is on that one. Or 7th, or I don't know. It's not one of those days. Yeah, each day we'll have all three of those films. Okay, perfect. Just in different order. And one really neat thing is on the Sunday, there will be a matinee audio commentary presentation where Greg will be doing a live audio commentary of The Room, as you would hear while watching a DVD. But he'll be there in person, telling cool stories, and taking Q&A and that kind of thing. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. And that'll be screenings number 166, 167, and 168 of The Room. I can't wait. So, yeah. So that is it for this week. We're going to wrap things up. A nice, tight, half-hour podcast. Perfect. Like we like. And we'll be back next week to talk about some more holiday season fun. Lee just made a couple more bookings, like maybe Gremlins, everyone's oh. favorite. Oh, 1982, just like my birthday and Creepshow. So thanks for listening, everybody. You can check out the website and various social medias for up-to-the-minute updates. And we'll see you next week at the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, and uh, happy birthday to the Mayfair Theatre. Oh, my God. It's December 5th, and you forgot till the very end of the podcast. So good job with that. It's our 91st birthday, and we forgot to do something special. But we appreciate all of you for coming for 91 years, and maybe we'll have some cake next year. Yeah, come for 91 more. Yay.
Hollywood, California, and the studios where the distinguished pictures that bear the name of Samuel Goldwyn are produced. Such films as The Best Years of Our Lives, winner of nine Academy Awards. It was in these very studios that we recently tried to make a trailer for a new and wonderful picture called The Bishop's Wife. You know what a trailer is. One of those little films you see at your theater which shows you scenes from some big picture that's coming soon. Well, we made the big picture, and it's on its way. But something happened to the little one. It was on the day we finished all work on The Bishop's Wife. The stars were on their way home. Looks like it. Goodbye, Gary. It's wonderful working with you. Goodbye, David. See you very soon. Very soon, I hope. Goodbye, David. See you tonight. Oh, that's right. Whoa! What about the trailer? Trailer? Oh, I forgot all about it. I... Well, they must be set up somewhere. Where are they? Say six. No, I think they're on eight, David. Eight? Oh, yes, go. Come on. <laughs> Just a minute, folks. I'm sorry. Can't go in without a pass. Oh, well, uh, you see, we work here. That is, we just finished over there, now we... All right, so you're finished. There's no one stopping you from leaving. But you don't understand. We still have to make the trailer. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't want to stop us from telling people about a great picture like The Bishop's Wife. Have you seen it? Well, no, not exactly, but... Then how do you know it's great? Well, we... We had a lot of fun making it, and that's always a very good sign. Well, look, maybe so, but I'm new here. I don't know you folks, unless you've got a pass on it. I'm David Niven, and I play the bishop. And I'm Loretta Young, and I play the bishop's wife. And I'm Cary Grant, I play... Oh, ah. oh that's right. Now, wait a minute. <clears throat> What's the matter? Well, nobody's supposed to know what part I play until they see the picture. Right. Then what do you need of the trailer? Well, we'd like folks to come in and see the picture. It's very fine. And it's quite the most unusual picture Sam Goldwyn has ever made. Oh, yeah. It's full of surprises. <laughs> oh, please. Well, if you put it that way. <laughs> Thanks, I've got an idea. What? Well, the bishop's wife is different. Let's keep it that way. Let's have no trailer. Oh, David, a picture without a trailer? No, that's it. Why take all the wonderful surprises out of it before people see it? All right, so, no trailer. No, no trailer. trailer. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, no.